Beyond the Buckles, real rodeo topics for cowboys and cowgirls. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Young Cattle Company. Hey guys, here we are on another episode of Beyond the Buckles. As always, we've got the full house here. We got the gang. We got Blake. We got Briar. We got Nathan. And we got Blaine. Man, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, we've got a guy that that can talk about the the old schools, old school ways. I mean, he rodeoed with Lane a little bit. Beat Ty Murray out for rookie of the year. We're going to give some good diggings there. And then and then he's also an excellent coach. He does coach practices and and things like that and helps out the youth so i think he's a great asset to the sport of bull riding even though the pbr don't like it but if you know beyond the buckles we don't give a shit so i i'm glad to announce that we've got the infamous i'm not gonna say famous i'm gonna say infamous <laughs> mr david barry monster bull himself up, how you doing david? david man i'm doing outstanding outstanding <laughs> so tell me you you all right, man, you you got all this shit going on, man. You 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 rodeoed with Lane, and, and I don't even know where really to start, other than maybe you know, how did you get started? Uh, uh like in riding bulls. Yep. Uh, Cody was basically. Um, I I actually I rode bareback courses first, and um and because my, my mom and dad really didn't want me riding bulls, and uh, but they'd let me ride bucking horses, so. <laughs> Um, and then eventually that I, you know, was able to start riding bulls, but yeah, I, I started when I was 12, uh, getting on my first bull. And, um, to this day, you know, I do all these coach practice schools and yeah, I, the, the, the kids, when they nod for the gate, they still ride further out than I ever did the first time I got on, you know, <laughs> it, it took me all to, to I call out, that beginner's you know, luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, man, I, I started when I was 12 and uh, just kind of worked my way up. Um, very fortunate in the time frame that I did. Um, uh, you know, there was the the, the Irvin Williams, the, yeah. the Terry Don West, um, Bubby Bailey's. I mean, man, um, you know, just, you know, a herd of guys in, around here that could ride. They were icons of the sport back in the day. What's that? Them, them guys right there, you know. Uh, Irvin Williams, Terry Don West, Bubba Bailey, man, them guys were icons back then, and you know they come from somebody yeah. and something. And and if I understand it, you didn't really come from nothing. You just kind of just started, just got into the bull riding, or you started That's bareback right. riding, yeah. and then yeah. and then turned into the bull riding. Yeah. So even like when in the bareback riding, um, I had an adult rigging, and my dad took a bunch of some black tape. <laughs> and tape my handle so my hand wouldn't go all the way through it. Right, put a bind um, in there. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and so I just I didn't know. I mean, I wore a you know a leather glove, a, a working leather glove, you know, and uh, <laughs> from the ring. We uh, my first my first uh, um, pair of shafts was a horseshoe and shafts, you know. Wow. Um, and then I got a pair of shafts for Christmas one time, and then you could tell how each year how how much i growed because they would take my shafts back to the slather shop and it's so you know a few more inches on, the, on, the, on, the, on the, you know? uh that's how it was for me you know we uh uh i grew up in a law enforcement family i was a kid uh we my dad was a jailer in tahlequah and um we lived in the jail did he ever have to know? let you out uh no <laughs> i've come really close but no. <laughs> I've, I've been handcuffed one time and that was it. 
Um, no way. And uh, I had to do some name dropping to get my get all that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems That's like a typical rodeo cowboy way, you know, to get get out of a ticket or get out of spending a night in jail. You kind of drop names or. I remember one time yep. we was we was headed to the airport and it was me and KJ Pletcher and Lonnie Steverson and and JJ Quintana and JW and and the PBR was real big then and we was hauling ass to the airport. I remember going around six thirty five going to the airport and there was two vans and Jerome Davis was with us and we we get pulled over doing like ninety five in a in a sixty five and the cop comes up there and I mean straight up just goes he's shell shocked at the door. And he goes, y'all ain't who I think y'all are. I want to see y'all's license, driver's license. So we hand him our driver's license, and he goes, oh, shit, y'all are who y'all are. My wife would kick my ass if I give y'all a damn ticket. <laughs> and we wound up having to get out of the ticket. We all signed autographs for the for the damn cop or highway patrol, and then he gave us an escort to the airport. He goes, why are y'all running so damn fast? I said, well, we get on a plane in about 40 minutes. And we was like 35 <laughs> minutes away from the airport, and uh, he gives us a full-on escort all the way to the airport, and uh, we make our flight. But uh, that's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, so cowboy cowboys get out of a lot of shit. But uh, I'm still kind of shocked that you only went to jail one time. You're a fucking rebel. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's just admit it. You, I just, I just you, got, yeah, embody that. You, you take that. A lot of people say I'm not a rebel. You, you kind of do that. You, you embrace that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I didn't quite make it to the jail, but I, I. Uh, I had to talk my way out of the handcuffs, you know. And <laughs> you didn't like the it, iron it bracelets. Was, we were just in a in a bar fight, and and um, so anyway, it was kind of one of them deals. My you win, my, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a, it was all good. But yeah, my whole family's in law enforcement. My, you know, I I mean, my dad's a retired state trooper. Uh, was I'm, sheriff here for quite a while. Pretty sure we my just got the black sheep. Agent. My <laughs> <laughs> black sheep of the family. <laughs> I should have been like Wyatt Earp or something, you know. But <laughs> like, you know, my dad's a Marine, you know, and and so I grew up with with uh, you know a Marine haircut forever, and then um, that's long. You know, gone. I finally I let my yeah, hair grow out. Yeah. <laughs> so. You, so you start riding bulls, and how long did it progress? How long did it take for you to progress to to being, you know, to knowing you you was competitive, where you could go and beat and win? Oh, uh, yeah. So you know, like I said, I started when I was twelve. I was um, I was probably sixteen uh, when I you know fifteen sixteen when I really started turning the corner and and you know started my riding percentage was going up and um riding some bulls that that the other boys went and getting rode and um just things probably started clicking there yeah. you know it just um but i was really lucky with the type of bulls too cody that i was getting on um you know they wasn't the bread to buck stuff and uh but they wasn't herfords and charlays either but right um you know it was uh a lot of the bulls that i were getting on were learning how to buck too and a lot of them just jump kicks circle and then started spinning and they would get better as I was getting better. So right. it really, yeah. it's kind of where I really started understanding how things work. Um, and, you know, I wasn't just getting on bulls that open the gate and there they go. Right. Um, so I, I was able to develop my my balance and my technique and my skills, timing. And then as I was getting better, the bulls were, yeah. you know, were, were getting also better because they, they were learning how to box. It, it so, kind of goes back to, to the teaching of bulls because you want to, you, you don't want to start somebody out to get on their first one to get on bushwhacker. 
you want to start them yeah. out on a low level bull and then, and as they progress you move up to be, to bigger and better bulls and so it was kind of just I, I mean i'm sure it wasn't planned that way it did like what you're talking it just kind of happened that you just come up in the right yeah. time and and there it was yes i yeah and and that was something you know the bulls you could look at them and, and they looked like rodeo bulls but you know a lot of times they just didn't buck what like what you see today yeah um with that said everybody had a really rank bull but yeah. um i was lucky to grow up in in where i could not you know get and it was before the vest helmets and you know oh yeah cups cowboys yeah. pieces you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I, I was very fortunate um i got hurt, hurt more riding bucking horses than i ever did riding bulls me too. you know me too so but uh but and I, I if the horses bucked i really liked it but and some bitches that took off running and you didn't wait for them to break into and and yeah. it just i kind of didn't really dig that uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, me neither but the last horse i got on my rigging was always so fucking big and the last horse i got on he he you know ran out there broke into and my rigging went over his head and <laughs> I, I got up all down holding my bareback rig and that's the last horse i ever got on um, <laughs> yeah. i can still this. i can still remember my last horse it was a cleaver and little rich's rodeo and i got on them half shetland half welch and this i think i was about 10 years old and this sucker run down the pen and i rode him. i spurred the piss out of him and just stepped off of him like a bull and that son of a bitch kicked me right in the ribs that was the first i think that was probably yes. the first bone i ever broke broke my damn ribs and i said that's it i'm done <laughs> I, i'm out i don't that's like it. these damn things so david but, you, so, I, I learned a lot yeah so you grow up you, my uh my, yeah you grew up in the right no, time too i mean like you said the bulls were coming yes. up and I think there was somebody else riding about that time in just about that same part of country there, maybe just a little further south that, that rode pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I get in a high school, Oklahoma high school, uh, rodeo association. And again, back then it was just stacked with, 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 yeah. you know, future hall of Ooh. NFR PB bull riders, you know? And, but anyway, I, I, I'd, um, you get in high school and, my very first high school rodeo, I, I'm, I'm, you know, watching a bull ride and waiting my turn, and everybody just the whole time that night just kept talking about Elaine Frost, and uh, and I'd, I'd never heard of him, you know. <laughs> he he uh, he's about five years older than I am, and I but but I I get to this high school rodeo. Well, he had just graduated the year before, mm-hmm. and so um, he was still pretty, you know, fresh on everybody's net, you know, mind and. Everybody's kept talking about Lane Frost, Lane Frost, you know, and um, so I just I, I I went through that year, made it to the finals, high school national finals, and uh, everybody just kept talking about Lane Frost, you know, and I thought, you know, what the hell, you know. So the next year in high school, I, I win it. I'm the state champion bull rider, which was again about like me winning when I won the rookie of the year in the PRCA. What, what year was that? You, know, you won the it, state championship in high school. Uh, 85, 85 or four, 84, 84. I, won, I was a champion in 84. And, um, and so anyway, it just, again, everybody just keeps talking about this Lane Frost. And finally, I'm kind of like, what the fuck about me? You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the winner right now. And I, you know, I just wasn't, you know, jealous of him. I just like, who the hell is this guy? And, um, well, I live in Locust Grove and, um, one day I got out of school and I go into the store to get, get a soda pop. And there's a advertisement for Lane's very first bull riding school, yeah. uh, him and Freckles Brown. Mm-hmm. And it was like $75, you know? And so I, I, 
I, uh, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to that to meet the guy yeah. at $75. You know, yeah. I, I'm the state champion. I'm thinking I'm fuck. I'm the best, right. I don't, you know, but I'm going to go meet this guy. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, um, it was, a kind of the greatest thing that, you know, making, again, making the right decisions. Um, I, you know, it wasn't so much as what he taught me as much as, is how, how much he helped me. Yeah. But yeah, he, we become really good friends. And, and then, um, so that was in like what, 85 or something like that when I met Lane for the first time. And he told me, he said, he asked me, you know, what my goals were. And back then it was just the NFR, the PRCA and, um, mm-hmm. for the Holy grill. And, I, uh, I told him what I wanted, and he said, well, when you fill your permit, call me, and I'll help you. Wow. And so, How about that? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Dang, pretty damn wild. That's pretty, right? yeah, that's awesome. I'd feel yeah, pretty special. Thank God I had to- Yeah. It, you know, having, having Lane, um, you know, I mean, of course, it's, it's a big deal today, but the brand, the Lane Frost brand and all, but he was, you know, he was like a, a, a he was just different. He was special. And, um but he didn't act like it. He, um, I mean, he was just, he wanted to be a rancher more than anything. And bull run was going to be his way of owning his own ranch someday and enough cows and stuff. And so, uh, he thought the, if he could win the, win the world and go to the NFR, you know, a few times he could accumulate enough money where he could just, you know, be a rancher. That's where so. every bull rider goes wrong. I know I did. I mean, I, I, I thought shit. You know, I'm gonna be a world champion bull rider, and everything's gonna be easy. And I don't, I didn't be a never, never another poor day. Horse shit! What a lie! Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, young guys out there, right now, you better plan, go to school, get an education, because when bull riding's over, bull riding don't pick you up and help you anymore. You've got to have yeah, something not- after that, man. It, it's it's crazy, and it don't get no easier after you get a gold buckle. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a retirement program, and that was something Lane was doing. It, so, like every time he'd get an extra thousand dollars won, he would go buy a cow and a calf. Yep. And which you could do that back mm-hmm. then, but every time he'd get an extra thousand, he'd go buy a cow and a calf. And he was accruing a, a, a herd of cows mm-hmm. uh, again, so that someday, you know, his ultimate goal wasn't to out to to win more gold buckles than Donnie Gay. His goal was to you know, basically get enough accumulated that he could be a rancher the rest of his life. Well, he wasn't, and going, and, bull he wasn't going and buying bucking cows either. He was buying commercial cows, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so he built an arena at his house mm-hmm. or at his mom and dad's house yep. there in Lane and um, a little bull riding arena there. And him and Clyde and, um, would go and buy some little cell barn bulls, little yep. crossbred bulls. And that's what we would practice on mm-hmm. um, when we'd go to Lane's house to get on bulls. Yep, I, I remember going to that arena, and they had a youth bull riding there three, oh, four, five years ago. Long time ago, and yeah, it, it was a long time ago, four or five years ago, probably. And and it was just iconic for. I mean, it was really cool to to have that event there. Yeah, and Clyde and Elsie allowing it to happen, and and all the yeah. kids getting to see that history. Where to be able to ride out of the actual shoots lane frost practiced out of, and be at that arena. I mean, that's really sacred well, ground in the yeah, bull riding is. world. We didn't get to ride out of them shoot. No, not they had to bring in new ones. ones. Well, yeah, right. So them, the arena, yeah, yeah, we're gonna ride in the arena. There you go. Yep, just to be in that arena and yeah. on. It that still place. was yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, it was still something to be proud yeah, that of. That would stick with you forever. Y'all didn't yeah. do very good there, did you? No. Wow. <laughs> was y'all starstruck? Maybe. No. 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 You I just wasn't good off. then. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I just like wasn't six. Good. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. 
it seemed like because I was we was some of the first ever riding that arena, but that seemed like the story. And I might be be corrected. Clyde could tell me, but I'm pretty sure Clyde tells the story of uh, Lane's building this arena, and he's got his welder on the back of his truck, his pickup there, and he's building the arena, and he gets it put up and welded up. But his pickups inside the arena. I've heard that same story. He welded his <laughs> truck inside the I arena. I was thinking get it out. they told us that when we yeah. was there. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's fun. That's typical bull rider, right yeah, there. I that'd, promise you, it'd be something I would yeah. do. Yeah. So, you know, tell me about your <laughs> so we, rookie year in the PRCA. What's that, Cody? Let, let's hear about the rookie year in your in the PRCA. Let's hear about that. Oh, uh, you know, that was a that year was. Um, I mean, I, I had no goal but to go to the NFR that year. I didn't even know there was a another contest going on, you know, uh, that they was keeping track of, you know, you know, rookie bull riders. And that year was stacked again with with who's who. I mean, you had Ty Murray, you had Brent Thurman. Wow. Um, and uh, that, that's I'm, saying I'm, enough right there with just them two guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not there. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, there's plenty. There was it was just stacked. I mean, there were some guys in there that that you know we was our it was our first year at this deal and at the end of the year i i you know somehow won the bull riding deal and uh ty he won the the all around and um and then who craig latham, uh, craig latham won the saddle bronc riding and then i won the bull riding wow so but they had the awards deal where they give the even the gold buckle awards deal they you, they didn't give it away at the NFR. They had a a, a deal in Colorado Springs that you would go to right. after the NFR. Yeah. And anyway, I didn't have enough money to go to the to the awards deal to go out there to get my stuff, <laughs> and so um, they they mailed it to me. Um, but yeah, so um, it, yeah, it was uh, but it was a really yeah. good year. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I was broke, but it was a good year. <laughs> yeah. I, I got this cowboy hat they gave me and a, and a, and a buckle and, uh, and a little bit of money. And I took that money they gave me and, and helped pay off my fines that I was fined up with. And, uh, and that's why I don't know how I want it. Cause I was fined up for there at the end of the year. And, you know, I wasn't able to enter there, the, them pro rodeos. So, um, my, anyway, but yeah, so they gave me this hat and I cracked back out next year and, and, and we're, january and i got my old hat shaped up and fuck i'm i'm you know i'm the fucking rookie of the year you know and and uh i couldn't fucking ride past the shoot gate and i was pretty <laughs> sure that new black cat i was wearing <laughs> was fucking me off. So, how many bulls did you get rode at the nfr he never went no how many bulls did he get rode though out of 10 he never went to the nfr oh he didn't no that's no. how stacked it was back then. A rookie really didn't have much he, shot to make the okay. NFR. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you would. You can probably look it up. Where did um, you wind up in the standings I, that year? Maybe. I'm pretty. Fuck. I don't know. I I had to been fucking next to last probably, but I <laughs> I um I'm I think I'm the only. You was above Ty rookie. Murray though. The NFR. Yeah, you was above Ty Murray though. That's all that mattered. Yeah, only buckle Ty don't have. Uh, I'm pretty sure he don't give a shit. He don't have a buckle. He don't yeah, have a PBR he, he buckle got either. The one I wear either. <laughs> now, granted, but, he was know, probably I, the greatest rodeo cowboy of all time, especially oh, in the no rough stock. I, well, now that Stetson Wright's out here, hey, there's an argument right there. Stetson yeah. Wright's fixing. I mean, Stetson's he's already better. setting the world. Yeah, on fire. Stetson's better. Yeah, that thing. Better. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, for me, the money, the money right now, them boys are, are cashing checks and, and depositing that. That's outstanding. It mm-hmm. was, you know, like I said, for Lane to have to feel like he had a, he could have a future after rodeo. He had to get to the NFR and uh, and win a gold buckle. And, um, you know, I think sky was the limit for him if he'd lived. But at the same time, he was he was getting really close to being set up to just own his own ranch and be a rancher. Yeah. Well, so. it's a lot like it is now, really. If you don't make the NFR, you're 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 shot. That's because you yeah. put out so much money traveling up and down the road with entry fees and logistic wise yep. and all this. If you don't make the NFR and and then have at least a decent NFR, your year's just really a, a loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be lucky oh. if you break even. Yeah. Yes. Especially oh yeah, for sure. You know, it, 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 the expenses yeah, there so many road and um. Yeah, it, it was um, them boys that go to the NFR. I'd say you're probably right. I'm sure there's some of them, and they get show up money when they get there. But I'm pretty sure that when they do get there, that show up money kind of helps them. You know? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, really, that just kind of helps them stay the week there because Vegas ain't cheap, and no. even back in Oklahoma <laughs> City, I'm sure it wasn't cheap when the finals were there. But uh, yeah, and I've heard a lot of the NFR guys say, you know, if I if I, I've got to get to the NFR, I've got to get to the NFR to make it work or I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, and I need to win a round or two out there to, to really capitalize on, you know, where I can put some money back. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, because plane tickets ain't cheap nowadays. Gas is nope. $4 a gallon and, and yeah. stuff. So it's – it's and what what did it take to make the NFR back then? Twenty, thirty thousand in 85, 86? Yeah. 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 And now yeah. it's taking 80 to 90. You know, and, and yeah. I think one year, a couple of years ago, I think you had to win 105,000. Yeah. Just Something like be 15. that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah i remember i used to sit there and think okay i'd be like at, at mesquite texas and and uh i would thinking okay i gotta win mesquite 35 times and i could go to the nfr or something like that you know it's <laughs> <laughs> only 52 but, weeks in the year and that thing wasn't year round was it no it, it, it almost was but it yeah but yeah i'd go to fucking mesquite because you could get on a mean motherfucking brindle that's going to jump and kick down the arena, but she's going to be on TV. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but work on my interview skills and shit like that, you know? But So how long yeah, after you it, won the rookie did you ride? When, when did you quit and why? Well, so really, to, I mean, to kind of to go there, I'd have to go back a little bit. So and so I fill my permit. Lane wins the world in 87. Mm-hmm. I fill my permit in 87. And so I call him uh, in December uh, after after he gets back from the NFR and just ask him if he could help me enter Denver uh, because Denver has so many uh, performances. Yeah. I'm used to entering rodeos that had two. mostly four, you yeah. know, four perks or two. And, you know, Denver has 20 of them mm-hmm. plus. And so – and they them, them they'll set them bulls in certain performances are going to be certain mm-hmm. better bulls oh, out this time and not so the next. Well, uh, you know to win you kind of needed to get in that get in that, that really good pen of bulls and yeah. um so I called him to ask him what perf to enter. Well, he uh, he was at his mom and dad's. That's where I called him at, and um, he was putting carpet down. Uh, he was using some of his money that he'd won from the NFR and had bought it, uh, Clyde and Elsie, some new carpet and was putting it down in their house. And Lane, he, Lane was always working. He always was doing something. And I mean, he would, 
instead of hiring a carpet installer, he's, he's going to do it. You know, um, <laughs> it was nothing to show up there to get on bulls or something and Lane be out in the, out in the shop there, um, breaking down tires and putting new tires on his rims instead of taking it to town and, and, uh, letting somebody do it. He was going to do it. He was always saving money. Yeah. You know, he was always, um, he had a purpose. He had, you know, he had a, he had a goal, but anyway, so he said, well, let me call you back. And he calls me back and he said, you know, I talked to tough and, uh, we're just going to enter you with us. He said, uh, the up to here, you know, Cody's been with us. Uh, Jim's been with us. Uh, but they're, them, they're going, they want to ride saddle bronc horses too. And, and tough rode some saddle bronc yeah. horses, but Jim was riding Bronx too, um, getting on. And, but you know, and that was Cody's kind of, that was his yeah, kind of his event. Ty, really. And then Ty, you know, which, uh, you know, again, I kind of like Lane in the early days. I didn't, I didn't know who the fuck Ty Murray was. I'd never heard of him, <laughs> but Lane said, they're going to go They're They're going to put Ty in their rig. And so Lane said, we're just going to put you with me and tough. And, uh, I said, okay. And, and, uh, I hung up the phone and, you know, I, I, I called my dad and told him, I said, Hey, uh, I'm going to start out the year with Lane and tough. And, uh, he said, Oh, that's awesome. I said, yeah, but you got any money I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> we got a mortgage the place here. So I can pay for interest fees. <laughs> he told me, he said, there's a bank in Locust Grove. Go talk to them. So anyway, I, um, I, I started out the year with lane and tough and i remember like the 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 very first so i drive the lane i park my car there and i get in the van with him there at lanes and they had a dog kennel and that's how that that's how that advertisement wound up in locust grove uh because they that clyde nelsey had sold dogs had 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 a dog and uh lane had some dogs too but they'd bring them to Lo- locust grove to a dog broker and sell their puppies to this dog broker in locust grove and while they were there they put this sign up so there was a lot of things that were just you know kind of kind of neat how that how it landed they've come to locust grove um to sell their puppies and that's how i found out how i could meet lane frost well by going to that school and meeting lane and 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 then he built his practice pen going and, and just riding bulls down there and hanging out with him and um he lets me, you know, I'm sure he had to argue with tough, but, uh, he, he gets me in the rig with just them, them two. And so we're leaving lane and we have this Rottweiler puppy with us and, um, that we're taking. So, so we're taking him back to Quana where lane was living with Kelly, but there was a guy that owned, a like a car dealership that had give lane a van, um, a, a, a Ford club van. Yeah. It was red and white. And, Anyway, so man. we get to Quana. We still got the Rottweiler puppy because the, the the puppy's going to the guy that give Lane this van, and so we pick up Kelly, and we're we're uh, we're pulling out, and we're we're um, I'm I'm with them. We're going somewhere in Texas. I don't know. It wasn't very far, but it, it was a little ways. We went and and um, and, and it was night. It, everything thing was close so in the, so I, you sit in a movie where he gets his van there's all these people cheering around that ain't that when, when we got there that it was closed it was dark and there wasn't a fucking person around <laughs> and anyway but the guy that owned the dealership he gives the keys to the new van to lane lane gives this guy the the puppy i drive lane's old van back to quana following lane and kelly in, in the new van we get back to to lane's house so in in the van too was uh 
Lane's go, uh, he'd won the, you know, the world champion mm-hmm. saddle yeah. was in the van with us. So anyway, we get back to Quan and Lane lived in a trailer house. We walk in the front door and Lane's carrying his, you know, uh, his new saddle he'd won. And on the, on his TV was his Pendleton Oregon saddle. He had sitting on top of the TV, spread out the fenders. He takes it down and sets his go, bu- uh, go <laughs> his championship saddle on it, spreads it out. And, uh, it was kind of neat. And then, we had dinner, uh, which amounted to a bowl of cereal because uh, Lane was cheap. And uh, we uh, we ate a bowl of cereal and we went to sleep and we got up like, I mean, four in the morning to go uh, take off to go to Denver. And that was my first uh, rodeo. Uh, and we met tough there. So but anyway, that's kind of how that got going. Now, with that said, um, I, I stayed with them till around April. Yeah. And it got to where I couldn't, I couldn't stay. I, I couldn't afford really to stay with them because they was started entering, you know, a lot of two or three rodeos and and going and getting on the best bull. Yeah. And and they was turning out, you know, the mother yep. two and bulls. There's fine. Well, I I, I couldn't. Yeah. I got to where I couldn't afford to turn out fines, yeah. which was because I wasn't staying on like they were. Yeah. And and that was something that like like so I'm in the van. I'm driving. Lane's on the passenger seat. Tufts in the back. And we're leaving. I don't remember what rodeo it was. We're leaving the rodeo. I'd, I'd fell off and tough. He, he crawls up to the front and just late, just, you know, basically just tells me I'm a piece of shit. And <laughs> I, he don't understand why Lane lets, lets me go with him and just, you know, it running my tough. ass down like that. And he just crawls back in the back like that. <laughs> well, Lane, he looks over at me. He says, Man, Tuff needs to brush his teeth. His breath stinks. <laughs> and so it got me laughing to, to kind of, you know, kind of take away that that moment. And uh, and he said, "I oh, don't worry about him," you know. Yeah. But uh, Tuff was Tuff was, you know, he wasn't Lane. No. <laughs> so Tuff, he's eating my ass out, and then after he does that, Lane's, you know, trying to pick up the pieces, you know. Hang on, before we go but, any farther, uh, we need to hear from our great sponsors. We'll take a break. For all your home furnishing needs, give Lork Ranch a call. They can hook you up. So tough. He wasn't very hygienic back then, I guess, with the, with the bad breath. You know, when he still had all of his teeth, he, he didn't take very good care of him. <laughs> he had all of his teeth. <laughs> but he, uh, he was, you know, he was, he was different to be around, but he was good for me to be around. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, then Lane. But um, we, you know, he's talking about, we was talking about, being handcuffed and stuff but tough uh y'all's talking about your speeding ticket <laughs> i'd be driving and because i was the young 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 oh. tough used to call me young dave and uh it, for some reason i was always their driver <laughs> and uh i'd be driving tough be telling me go faster and faster because i don't know if you've ever rode with tough Edelman, but he yep. it's a everywhere he goes mm-hmm. and, and so we uh, i think we're leaving out of florida or something and tough just telling me said just just go faster would you go faster and just kept just getting in my ass i never could go fast enough well sure shit the trooper gets behind me and pulls me over and tough waits for this trooper to get right to my window and he pops his head up behind behind my seat and says you son of a bitch i've been telling you to slow down wait the fuck <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> I got enough speeding tickets when I was with them guys. My mom was a police dispatcher, and she would run my license all the time to oh, see, you know, yeah. you know. Uh, you could tell anyway, I lost that. my license. I'd gotten enough speeding tickets and hadn't paid my tickets. And 
they, uh, of course, name dropping law enforcement, I was able to get them back. But uh, uh, that was all because of tough, just, you know, wanting to go faster and faster. So. But yeah, it, it's, it's good stuff, but tough. He was, he was fun to be around. He, uh, he got a new van one time and we called it the bus. Cause it was as long as it was long as a semi and just pure white. And, and, uh, it, we had a, he had a, a, a white van before that that said tough Hedeman world champion bull rider on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're leaving Victoria, Texas one night, me and Lane, we're in the back and tough's driving. Anyway, we kind of wake up to these flashing lights behind us, like police lights. So we're we're we're, we're docked on the side of the road, mm-hmm. pulled over, and you could hear this trooper ask Tough. He says, "What do you do for a living?" <laughs> and Tough, you could hear Tough saying, "I'm a fucking mortician." Tough, <laughs> 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 a world champion bull rider on his van, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he got this new van. Me and him picked it up in Fort Worth or Dallas somewhere, and we're going to fuck i don't know somewhere in uh out east towards we're headed to florida but we stop it at the side of the rodeo anyway um tough he uh of course he drives like a maniac you know and we we we, we get there luckily but it was march 2nd and tough's my that's my birthday and that's tough's birthday and uh we we, sh- we share the same day well we stopped at a dairy queen and because i'm the young one i have to buy him fucking birthday lunch <laughs> you know it's my too but i had to pay for it that's some <laughs> no, rookie hazing but, stuff right there yeah yeah, yeah. so rookie. But it was just me and we was gonna meet lane there at the rodeo wherever the fuck it was and uh um, anyway i i i rode my bull and he, he jerked me down and he popped me in the in the eye and i had to go get s- s- stitches so well we're uh we're we're in this brand new van they're taking me to the emergency room him and tough him and lane and well, we, we pull in there and tough goes to back out into this because the bus was so long. Our van was so long to get in a parking spot. He it took a couple of yeah. shots at it. Well, he puts it in reverse and backs up too far. And he, he crushes the top of the van in from a cement pillar uh, <laughs> in this parking garage. And it, and he just, again, I'm a sorry son of a bitch. That's wouldn't have fucking happened. If you wouldn't, have, if you wouldn't have gotten hurt and we wouldn't be in here between you and fucking lane, we need to pull a, a van with just band-aids and gauze behind it. And it's one of y'all going to fucking bleed. And it was just a, an onslaught. Well, we get in the emergency room and, and this nurse comes up and says, David Barry. And, and she was pretty hot to look at. And so I, I'm following her down to go get my eye sewed up. And I hear, the, I hear these cowboy boots running behind me and it's laying and tough. They're like, fuck yeah, we're going with you. <laughs> That's funny. It was fun. It was a good time rodeoing with them, but Lane, he always just kind of had me under, you know, had to, he just took, he really took care of me. And, uh, but I got to where I couldn't afford to stay with them. And, uh, and at that same time, Cody Custer had, uh, come out of uh, a surgery and he was healed up. So, uh, Lane made a phone call and, uh, got me in with Cody Custer. And, um, and so, but anyway, to answer your question, I had to tell you those stories, but mm-hmm. to answer your question of, you know, why I quit or what happened was, you know, nine, and so this was in 1988. I'm the rookie of the year. Next year, 1989, six months into it, seven months into it, we're at Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I made the short go at Cheyenne. Lane made the short go at Cheyenne. Well, hell, ever, we all made the short go at Cheyenne. And and I don't know if you've seen the short go in 88, but it was, again, stacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're just, you know, really, really. Marty Stannard rode Mr. Good. T in the short round there, I believe, didn't he? 
Yeah. And so we're, we're there and they're, they're fixing to post the draw for the, for the short go. And, and that I had Mr. T the year before in El Paso and, and, uh, and, and, and come with a, you know, an eyelash of, of getting a score on him. And, um, and, and anyway, I didn't, but I, I felt, you know, I, I, after I got off that bull and he was one of the, you know, ranker type bulls out there at that time. And, but I, once I, once I, and the only reason he, I feel like I didn't ride him is because it, it started feeling too easy for me. Right. And I kind of started, you know, thinking Lost about it a little bit there. A little bit. Yep. And, um, and, and T, he was really smart and shit like that. But anyway, that was what I wanted in Cheyenne was, was Mr. T because I knew how he felt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, yeah, I, I, I'll snap him this time. And uh, but anyway, I didn't draw him. I draw this other bull. And, and uh, so we're the next day we're, um, we're at the rodeo and, I ride, there's a couple of different sections in the bull ride and I ride before lane and, um, I ride my bull, but when I'm getting off of him, he hits me in the face and breaks my jaws. And, uh, Butch Kirby, he was just there. Butch had been kind of pulling my rope all, all weekend or all week at Cheyenne. And so he, he runs me to the emergency room and drops me off in front of the Cheyenne hospital emergency room. And I walk in and, and, uh, walk in with a broken jaw. Yeah. And, now, and, and have standard says, "Well, we'll go back to the or not standard." Uh, Butch, so I'm gonna go back and watch the rest of the bull riding. Well, anyway, I'm in the emergency room and it's a little cubicle curtained off little deal there, and uh, uh, these lights and stuff start going off and flashing in 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 the in the hallway, and you could see nurses and stuff running and putting on their gloves and stuff like that, and they were saying code something from the rodeo, and I was just like. I knew, you know, it had to be a bull rider and, and, um, Dan Lowry had a bull draw called lollipop there. And, you know, was, this is kind of a bodacious bull. And he just jerk, jerky down. And, uh, they called him lollipop because at one time he used to just jump out there and spin and, and, and they, so he, they, they would say he's a good sucker. Yeah. So they called him lollipop. Well, he got to where he got to be treacherous yeah. and, Anyway, he just he was just going to jerk you down and, and hurt you. Well, Dan had him, and I thought, well, fuck that. Was you know, Dan got wiped out. Well, anyway, it wasn't Dan. Um, they brought Lane in there by me, and um, and so um, they bring Lane. I see Lane go by me on the gurney, and then um, Tough get sits down. I have this chair next to my little gurney I'm laying on, and Tough sits down and he's crying, and it, 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 you know. I don't know if you've ever seen Tough Cry because no. it probably be the only one time he did. Uh, but he was crying, and um, the, the doctor come in there to me and and looked at me and, and said, "Your friend," and he just shook his head. You know, wow. he didn't make it. You know, and mm. and so that you know back to what happened to me was you know months before a few months before that I'm the best bull rider in the prca young bull rider yeah, coming up and um and then you know six seven months later my life changed yeah. and the guy that had you know really meant a lot to me and was kind of my i would call him about cows and 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 how to become a rancher too and how to become a better bull rider and just the stories me and him would talk about over the phone and and things and and the, he having my back riding bulls he's gone and i just it was the first time i'd you know, experience that. And, um, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not in their movie. I'm not in the books. I'm not, <laughs> um, frost, uh, 
Lane Frost, whatever stuff. I mean, but um, that whole Mercer room filled up with people, and uh, and and but Tuff was he he was just sitting there crying. He was the only one in there with me, and then everybody left, and 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 I was there by myself, and I was at Cheyenne by myself. I went up there by myself, and um, it was it was tough. It's like you just the the room emptied out, and I'm still there. And, um, it just, it was just a different feeling, something, something I didn't know how to deal with, you know, kind of uh, of stopped for a minute. So anyway, I kept riding bulls. I kept entering, but I noticed I was riding, I was riding more. I was more, you know, NFR wasn't in my, my head is the rodeos I was in wasn't NFR quality rodeos. I was going to circuit rodeos and I went to, I'd went to the Dodge finals. I, I mean, I'd won the circuit. I mean, I still could ride, but. I just, my goals had changed yeah. and internally. Um, and so, uh, um, hey, Cheyenne changed just, a lot of that. Pardon me. What happened at Cheyenne changed a lot of that with Lane and. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing, nothing changed. I let it change, yeah. you know, um, it happened to, to, to tough. It happened to, to, yeah. to Cody. It happened to, to Jim. It happened to Ty. I mean, all of us that were close, you know, in that circle, they all felt the same I did, but they kept going one yeah i uh and my jaws were broke so i couldn't ride for six weeks you know so i had six weeks of 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 i I mean just and that didn't help me none no you know and them guys kept kept they kept you know we were all we're entered in a fucking rodeo every day in that time you know there's just so many rodeos you're entered every day Mm -hmm. and they never turned out i had the doctor release for six weeks you know and uh so i had six weeks just sitting waller in it yeah and then instead of going to a positive place, um, I come back to Locust Grove and cause I, I didn't live here then. And, um, I lived in Sulphur, Oklahoma back then. And, um, but anyway, I, uh, come back to Locust Grove. Well, you know, I just, nobody here as at my level, you know? And so I wasn't able to be around that, you know, you, you know, it, it, it ain't over, you know? Um, but I was over, I was around more people that were like, it's done, it's over, you, yeah. you know? And anyway, I just didn't know how to handle it. And that's where I'm at today. Uh, you'll see a lot about me that you don't, a lot of people don't get and they're not supposed to, but, uh, <laughs> I, t- I coach bull riding. Yes, sir. I do very well at it. Um, my, my school sell out. Yeah. I don't have a gold buckle, have an NFR back number, but I can hold my own. Yeah, and, right. um, I, I, uh, my, I, you know, I, there's two times in life I quit and that was one of them. And then I kept rodeo on and one day, and of course I'm still in Locust Grove and I'm entered and I'm entered at Fort Smith, the rodeo. And it, I just kept looking at the clock and, and thinking, you know, just kind of, I guess I was dreading it, you know? Yep. And, and, uh, I turned out yep. and, and when I, I called Procom and turned out at Fort, Fort Smith and I knew I was done, you know, I knew it was over yep. and, uh, I, I start crying. Uh, cause I knew I, I was over. And, uh, so, so, you know, I always tell myself, you know, they broke me as a boy and, and, and tried to twice, but they won't do it as a man. Yeah. And I, I take those, those things that I felt, those tears, I cried, those emotions, I felt the good ones, the bad ones. And, and I've, I've made it, I've made myself better. Yeah. And, and, but in order for it to really work, I have to make other people better, not just yeah. me. 
Um, I don't believe life's about me. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a purpose that I didn't keep rodeo on. I think there's a reason why I do what I do. Yep. And, um, but uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to let somebody give up on themselves yeah. because that's the worst shitty motherfucking feeling you'll ever have oh, yeah. is when you get on, on your dream and goal. And yeah. I still have to live with it today. Well, you know, Owen, no matter how well I am, no matter how good I get at what I do, that is still there and it, it does not go that's away, the regret. you know? And, but what I've, I've learned through my, uh, think rank podcast that I do, mm-hmm. uh, my, my thought process process is, uh, it ain't going to beat me. It's, it's going to try to rear its head and, uh, I'm going to beat the fuck out of it, it instead of letting it beat stick. the fuck out of me. Yep. But I'm going to share my, not my story. You don't, I mean, you're hearing my story, Cody. Yeah. Um, and, and when you call me now, asked me to be on your podcast it's an honor but i i was also kind of kind of a little bit nervous if you will because i knew i was going to be telling a story to you guys that i haven't really told right. in a in a complete sentence right. and um because i don't advertise myself right. i market myself yeah i don't advertise what i've done right. i market myself yeah and i have to market myself to get people's attention because i don't have a platform right. i've had to create that platform yep. You know, I, back in the day, there was a bull riding newspaper called Humps and Horns. Yeah, you already jumping to my I, next topic, man. That was my, <laughs> I needed that vehicle to advertise my schools in. I was advertising in rodeo, in pro rodeo sports news yeah. in the high school newspaper. I was advertising to rodeo people. I needed a way to advertise to bull riders. Yeah. So I fucking created it. I started Humps and Horns. Yeah. And I remember um, getting them magazines. I had a damn near a lifetime yeah. subscription to that damn thing. That was when you went to a bull riding and somebody had a humps and horns, you tried to steal it so you'd have something to read, go to the next, go into the next one, or or look at the pictures or see if you made the humps and horns. Because if you made the humps and horns, you you was probably somebody. Yeah, and that, that so I mean that's that's something that I did. Uh, I don't have anything to do with it now. They used to would have me on their website as a founder, but they've even took me off of that. There's a lot of people that don't like me, you know. Well, I know um, that. And why is whatever. that exactly? And and it's mainly the PBR guys, the PBR in, entity itself. That somewhere along the lines there, either they did something to piss you off or you did something to piss them off. There was something there. What? Where is that? Where does that come from? Where Do you know the origination of that or why you're kind of the outlaw rebel? No, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't. I mean, there's probably different. I'm, I mean, there's reasons, but I'm, I don't really worry about what the PBR thinks or says or does. Um, I mean, my humble opinion, I think um, like a Cody Lambert, I think he's a coattail rider. I think if it wasn't for Lane Frost and Tuff Hedeman and Jim Sharp and Ty Murray, Cody Cody Lambert couldn't work at a fucking cell barn. You know, that's my Tuff, that's Tuff my Hedeman true has the opinion. exact same. He says the exact same thing. He said Cody Lambert wouldn't be where he was at if he didn't rodeo with guys that rode good. That's right. Yeah. Lambert's f- famous for rodeoing with the right guys. That yeah. That's his fact. That, that's tough saying. But, so. <laughs> but he went to his fucking head, his position, and his self-appointed positions. But I don't have – you know, at the end of the day, that, that, that's I think that's a dick suck contest over there, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not into that. Never have Me been. Um, again, you can look up my – uh, what I've done, I've created everything I've done. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. uh, I've created everything I've done. And so, uh, and I'm just getting fucking started, you know? Uh-huh. So, 
but the PBR has nothing to do with my future or my success in life. Right. Nothing. And and I raised bulls also. I, I got I got eighty head of bucking bulls. Yeah. Half of them can go to the NFR or to a PBR. The other half are school bulls. Yeah. That 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 uh the from a first time bull rider can ride to to I, I and that's the you know the thing. I, I keep those bulls for the to train the guys. There's there's who's who bull riders that will stop in here oh, and train I with me. I, I, and you know, know what Luke Snyder does the, the best Kilcrease is going right now. He's He's a hot little fucker right now, riding everything, and he's kind of the monster in the making. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, they, they I mean, I, it goes way back. I've been oh, doing yeah. this for a long time. Yeah. I started doing Gary Lafue bull riding schools and Brett Lafue. Uh, that's how I got started was yeah. just doing their schools and and hiring them to teach, because one, I wasn't real fucking sure, you know, uh, about myself at the time. Right. You know, I was pretty broken. And, um, you know, I, I look like I fucking have done every drug in the world just because <laughs> I got long hair. I've never had a chemical in my fucking body. Wow. I drink Bud Light beer and smoke a cigar. I've never <laughs> smoked a joint. I've never had a fucking chemical. As long as you, you can't count Viagra. But if you don't count Viagra, <laughs> I've never had a fucking chemical. My, you know? so, I love it. Yeah. But I've been I've been broken down. I mean, yeah. like like where's the gun at broken down but i never reached to to for something that I, I was i was going to man up and get through it myself yeah. but anyway i tortured myself I, and people don't have to go through it like i have but the bulls the 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 coaching young guys it, it's a great it's a great opportunity yeah. uh to be around that passion that 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 i share with them the love of a bull the love of a bull rider yeah. a lot of the boys that come to me they're not going to turn into professional bull riders, but they're always going to be a bull rider because they got on a bull and they got on it and was safe. And, and that rush and is probably like riding and, roller and coasters. And I don't do atmosphere, but I'm possible that rush. Yeah. Yeah. So. That rush is, I don't care if you're a beginner or you're a professional, that rush is the same. It's the adrenaline is the greatest drug out there, I think. And, you know, kind of going back to when you quit, you know, I had Owen Washburn told me one time, he said, when you start, driving home faster than you did going to a bull ride and it's time to quit when you when because yeah. when you're young you drive 100 miles an hour you know balls of the walls is ass on fire like tough hedeman uh, to get to a rodeo and then you turn around and you drive 10 miles an hour home or drive the speed limit home but when that reverses and you're driving the speed limit to a bull ride and a 100 miles an hour home that's when priorities and things have changed and it's time to because because bull riding Either you're all in or you're all out, and that's cut and dry in the story. As, that's right. As the deal that happened in Cheyenne, you can see the top guy, the world champion bull rider, you know, get his life taken away. It, it can happen to the best. It can happen yes. to the beginner. It can happen. Bull riding is dangerous, and 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 I like your schools, and 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 I do a few schools myself too. And and we've talked about this on your podcast because I've been on your podcast, and I think it's a great one. And if y'all ain't heard of it, it's Think Rank. Uh, I believe it comes on what Wednesday nights on Facebook Live, or where you got yeah, it at? More, but you can find it on Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcast, and my website monsterbull.com. There you go. And and I say, all you young guys, go take a listen to it. Learn something from him. He's got a great story coming in, and and we ain't done yet. We're still really getting started here. But, um, you know, so you do that. It, it can it's dangerous from from the bottom end to the top end. But the the, the kids get to feel. 
the same feel as a bull rider because nodding your head on that you don't know where he's going what the hell he's doing but the great thing about that school the schools are is going to learn from somebody that knows what the hell they're doing you can get that in in kind of a controlled environment because it, you know as well as i do if a kid just strikes out on his own and goes to one of these local contractors somewhere they're going to put him on a three-year-old ABBI classic bull or a first rider trip on a two-year-old that just won 200,000 last year. And this kid ain't going to learn nothing. He's going to get hurt and get killed off. And, and I think me and you have a lot of that same, that same mentality is that you've got to start them at the right. You got to build confidence, build them up, get their mind right, get their mind wrapped around riding bulls because that's a monster. That's a major fucking concept right there. Just to get your head wrapped around. I'm going to go ride this big son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right, Cody. And, and, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of them that come around me is not going to make it, but they're always going to be a bull rider and what it takes to, to nod your head for a bull that is going to carry into success in life, yeah. whatever you do in life. And, and, and it sets you up for success later on because it takes, it takes that, what it takes them boys to be a bull rider is going to be the same effort and stuff that they're going to encounter later in life to be successful and, um, in life. You have to be a bull rider you can experience bull and that was the other thing when i quit riding bulls i thought my id my who i was was over you know i didn't i there was just so much i've learned and, and thank god you know i didn't do the wrong things i did some right things but um you know it, it's it's uh it's hard when when it's over it's hard uh yeah. there's a there's a withdrawal time and then I seen guys, um, and, and I was kind of one of them, like you, you, you quit, retire, whatever. Uh, I never did either. I just quit entering. That was me. I never retired. I never quit. And and I, I I just quit in. Well, I never wanted the fame of, you know, I I kept seeing a lot of guys announce their retirement and, and making a big deal out of it. And I was just like, you're just wanting notoriety. You're just wanting, you know, to get in front of the camera again and this and that. Yeah. I just I, I like Stetson Lawrence. Yeah, I didn't give a shit, right? I didn't care. I was just like, when I'm done, I'm done, and I just stepped aside. And of course, I've got three well, boys yeah. that ride, you know. And I got, I figured it was time for me to quit chasing my dream, and for me to start helping them chase theirs. There you go. Well, it, it again, life's a, a book, and 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 so bull riding, bull riding career, however long it lasts that's that's a chapter you know and there's more than one chapter in a book and there's more than one chapter in life and and nothing's going to stay the same right what i learned had to learn was there's another chapter in my life yeah. and then what i've also learned there's another chapter in my life well let's, and, and i'm just on chapter three you know well, let's get and to so, chapter four here in just a minute when we come back from a word from our sponsors This episode of Beyond the Buckles is brought to you by our friends at Loric Ranch Home Furnishings, Young Cattle Company, Sutherland Logistics, Off Our Rocker, Sunnyside Graphic Design, Cactus Rodeo, Print and Stitch Company, DEL Cattle Company, and Blake Skaggs Bucking Bulls. Hi, man. So, Chapter 4, buddy. Chapter 4, I I think we got to talk about, you know, all these pictures I see of you, man, you're always flipping the bird. Where did that (laughs) come from? Um, you know, it comes from just fuck you, you know, um, I'm not into, um, kissing somebody's ass. Right. I've been in, there's so many people that I've helped, um, in, in a bull business, uh, the, 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 the monster bull 
uh, events that I've done, uh, which I own Monster Bull, the name and all, but uh, I've, you know, I've helped a lot of fucking people mm-hmm. and a lot of people ain't helped me back. And, and I, I just like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I I'm going to do this by myself. I can do it. Yeah. Um, the PBR not letting me, uh, you know, have bull take bulls that are deals. I'm like, man, you're fuck you. You know, yeah. um, I, I just, I don't Why know. Would we, they not let you, I don't, cause I was always I mean, thought that if you had the best son bitch, you had a bucking rank some bitch, and I think you had a Red Bull with banana horns, brockle face. I think he got sent to Mexico. I seen it on Facebook, but that son of a bitch bucked and belonged in every damn short round I ever seen, and they wouldn't let you bring him. No, and and that's just it's just a shame that that's the way it be. Now I, I could change that, but I, again, I'm not going to follow you to to fucking be able to take my bull to your deal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm just kind of that's just kind of my deal, and. You know, again, um, and, 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 and actually, um, uh, I got, uh, uh, my middle finger that I was really famous <laughs> is shorter now because one of my bulls, off, you know, and, uh, so, uh, it, it, I thought it's fuck my life's fuck over you. when it when I was losing yeah. part of my finger, my trade <laughs> yeah. gone, hey, trade uh, you know? <laughs> but I don't mean anything personal to anybody. It's just to the industry uh to to the to the it's a it's a positive energy for me you know um and and i know that's probably different for everybody else but you ain't me and i ain't you you know so but um yeah man i i I, that's crazy man i totally commend you on on going out on your own i know it ain't easy it ain't easy being you uh yeah man i think it's been a great great episode everything's good Uh, dave you got anything you want to add on here Anything we forget or leave out? No, shoot, Cody. I, one, it's an honor. Um, you know, I, uh, I I met you at at uh, Believe Sykes in Missouri. Yeah. I was doing a, a PPR bull riding there, mm-hmm. and um, um, you was entered, and that's I believe that's the first time we've met. I think so. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure I've run across you and your brother when y'all was younger um when i was running around texas down there on the edge of oklahoma there but um anyway but it's just an honor uh yeah i'm a fan um to, to watch you ride bulls was really watching a real bull rider I appreciate and that. um you know put you on these calves today the the contractor's gonna cry you know so <laughs> yeah, i agree you know i i'm not into the like the pbr team deal and the the rider friendly shit i'm just i don't it's hard for me and I got plenty of rider-friendly bulls. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I'm, 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 I want, I want a world title. I want a world championship. I want, I want to see man versus beast. I know they have to do the rider-friendly deal because the bulls are, um, there are more good bulls than are the bull riders right now. But that's the industry's fault too because the great bull riders are all scattered out in all these different associations. Well, there's not too just many. I think one. there's too many yeah. associations right now. It's not that we've that, got a lack of bull riders. I mean, we can argue we've got a lack of good bull riders, but for the amount of bull riders out there, there's, you know, say there's 700 bull riders out there where there's a 1100 rodeos or bull riders they go to on any given weekend, you know? That, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And so you're, you're diluting the talent bull mm-hmm. and, and the bull, the bull, the bull, bull powers you know it, it's wow. there where you go yeah. and so but there's not nothing unrideable it, they're, no. they're, the bulls ain't i mean they're good 
but <laughs> they can only do so much, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And and there's and you you can if you fucking work, want it bad enough. You can you can ride him, you know. Yeah. But oh, yeah. there's a difference between just nodding your head and saying you want to, and, and yeah, really and want to in that moment. Your damn team but um, and that's my think ranks podcast comes in, and then just my coach practice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a basic coach, you know. I'm not I'm not gonna you know fancy it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the basics because I believe the basics is is how you ride them bulls. Basics will ride. Um, I don't give a shit what bull you got. You got Whoopaw, Bushwhacker, Asteroid, the basics will ride every damn one of them. You ain't gotta do no fancy shit. Nothing wild, nothing mm-hmm. crazy. You go front, ride them some bitches front to back when they come up, you go to the front. When they kick, you stick your damn chest out, shove your hips, and you go right back to the front. Yeah. The average fucking bull makes yep. thirteen jumps in eight seconds. Get your ass to the front 13 yeah. fucking times and then get off and walk to the pay window, son. That's right. So if, if I had, you know, if I, if, I mean, if, if I had a, if my rathers, I would rather see uh, the PBR be what they, what they were when, when you won the world, yep. I uh, when it was, you know, you know I, to me that that's real bull riding. Uh, you, again, you, you want to go buckle when the fucking, uh the list was stacked too mm-hmm. with nothing but fucking talent yep. you know there was no there was i mean it was just talent yep. out the ass and bulls talent out the ass mm-hmm. and you you come out on top that right there should put you in a hall of fame you know uh, that's it. what I, <laughs> that's why i'm going to turn on pbr on sunday night or something and watch you uh compete yeah you know i, I would rather watch you ride yeah. than to go watch a team bull ride yeah you know what i'm saying yeah because uh, because it's it's man versus beast i want to see the best i want to see the best matchups yep. um not not the the rider matchup i want to you know the front rider friendly i want to see yes bulls never been yeah i i can tough I on bodacious i'm into the fight lane versus red rock or you know yes that's that, right that shit well that's why it worked you know yeah. i mean that's why uh Groundy did that to yeah. bump the the bump the, mm-hmm. the crowds you know lane frost versus red rock i mean yeah. That's why they did that, you know, and it worked, you know, Lane made money, Groundy made money. Yeah. Uh, Fans you know, got a hell of a show. They, but, but again, um, I don't know. I'm just not into that, what they, what they're doing now, but at the same time, I, I never will be a part of their deal. Either, so <laughs> I'm, last, last time I checked my bank account, the checks I'm cashing ain't from them. And my, my bank account's doing pretty well. So, I, I damn, uh, you're doing better than most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, but Cody, I do appreciate it, man. It, it's been an honor to visit with you. Um, it, it, you know, again, I'm a fan that to, to be able to, when you come on my podcast, it, it was just outstanting. And then when you called me to be on yours, I thought, oh, shit, you know. Well, you've um, got a story to tell, that- man. And, and I appreciate you coming on and telling it. And, and, and I wanted a lot of other people to, to know who the hell you was because you've got a great story. You rodeoed with some of the greats, you achieved. You know something that, that that a lot of bull riders eat just dream of just winning the rookie buckle and and who the hell can say they rodeoed with tough and lane back in the day? You know that's 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 outstanding. And then what you're doing now to help the youth and and bring the youth up and and stuff. And then your think rank podcast and stuff. Man, you're getting out there and, and my hats off to you because you're doing it all by yourself. Your own guy, as you said yourself. And uh, man, it's an honor to have you on. And, uh, shoot, I look forward to doing more stuff with you and, and, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Awesome, man. Well, we'll continue the journey. I love your podcast and, awesome. uh, 
man, just keep doing what you're doing and keep winning Cody and, and keep helping them kids. Yes, a lot of people look up to you and, and, uh, uh, I'm, I don't know that you and I are the two best role models to be out there, but but we fucking care. And, and, well, uh, if they want to learn that, the right way and, and and know the real side of things, I advise y'all to go to either my school or David Berry's. I promise you, you're gonna get the real deal, the truth, just like you get here on Beyond the Buckles. Every episode, we're talking the truth. We get to the real side of it. We don't sugarcoat shit around here. If you don't like it, don't watch us. But hey, I guarantee you, you're gonna like us. You're gonna watch us. So keep subscribing, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and and watch our podcast on on uh, you know YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and as always, keep your damn rosin hot. See you next time. <laughs>